0: Hi, my name is Stephanie Pletka, and I'm here to navigate the messy parts of motherhood. I'm a small-town mom of four who took a parenting blog and wrote a book to help moms find the goodness in the hard places, to chase their dreams and write their story. So sit tight in the carpool lane. You know what I'm talking about, mamas. Comfortable in those yoga pants? And get ready to be encouraged. This is the Motherhood Mindset with Stephanie Pletka. Hey, guys, when my oldest son was four, we visited a Cracker Barrel with my grandma. (laughs) He wanted to stay in the car and watch Paw Patrol. I said, no, sir, we're going to lunch with grandma and it's going to be fun. (laughs) As we sat there at the table, my son commenced to pull that old gas lantern off the table. I mean, thank goodness (laughs) it was nailed to the ground. But... I took him to the restroom and we had a little come to Jesus meeting that he was going to behave at the table. And then we sat down again and he grabbed a handful of mashed potatoes and he threw them on the ground. So we went back to the restroom. My grandma said, Stephanie, it is amazing to me how, you know, every time when he needs to go to the bathroom, <laughs> it made me laugh because I'm this laid-back, you know, fun-loving mom, and I had this strong-willed child on my hands thinking, what am I going to do? So on today's episode, we're talking about understanding your child's temperament, whether they're 7 or 17. Look, we're in this partnership with our child for a lifetime, so get ready to take notes. We have a fun mama with a vault of knowledge on this subject. As I interview Karen Stubbs, she's the founder and leader of Birds on a Wire. Karen has been married for 33 years to Greg Stubbs, and they have four children and four grandchildren. With multiple small group studies under her belt, she's the host of the podcast Wire Talk, where she answers mom's questions about motherhood, offering practical parenting advice partnered with biblical wisdom. So, Karen, it is so great to have you on the show. Oh, it's so good to be here. I'm so excited. Oh, me too. I love any chance we get to partner together on anything.
1: Absolutely.
0: So I have a question for you. Will you tell us a little bit about Birds on a Wire and why you even started this ministry?
1: Yes. Okay. Well, Birds on a Wire, oh gosh, it's a ministry devoted to moms from you know, newborns all the way up to grandmother age. And I was, I was working in a large church in Atlanta and I was working in the care department and I had started a small group of young moms in my basement. There was like eight of them in there. And I just kept seeing this huge need to mentor moms and so I went to the church and I said hey y'all need to do something for these moms because they are really struggling and they were like well you got your small group just do that and I was like okay so I kept doing that until the group just got so big I was up to like 65 ladies and split it a couple times and it just kept growing and growing And I just felt like in 2011, the Lord was just like, it's time to leave the church staff. And I want you to start a ministry for moms. I want you to equip and encourage
0: moms. And so that's what we've been doing for 10 years. 10 years. Wow. That is a celebration. I know when mamas find something good, it's Mm going to go like wildfire, right? The referrals are everywhere. It's the, the most amazing. So. You know, I know. Whew, those were hard times. Especially when the kids were little. It felt like pure labor.
1: <laughs> it
0: was. <laughs> Trying to raise a family and create good memories and build a legacy and many of those years between between the kids, you know, writing on the walls and flushing tennis balls down the toilet. I mean, I wasn't sure if I was gonna survive.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. It's so true, Stephanie, but I love your stories. They're very entertaining. <laughs>
0: Oh, I have a lot of stories. Oh, my gosh. So crazy, my life. So, you know, like, no matter how many kids you have, they all have this different temperament. I mean, if you had one kid, 15 kids, they all are different. So my question is, is I took this test on your website at birdsonawiremoms.com. And it's it's this uh, color quiz. Would you tell us a little bit about it and, like, what each color represents?
1: Okay, so let me just give you a little background why I even found anything out about the temperament. So you're right. All children are so different. I had my two girls first and then I had my son Taylor. And whenever I had Taylor, even as a baby, I was like, he is so different from the girls. You know, I used to put him in that baby swing and he would just so serious in nature. He'd fur up his little brow trying to figure out why am I going backwards? Why am I going forwards? Like it just, you could just see him thinking like what is going on. And as he grew older, that seriousness just stayed with him. And I just thought, well, this must be a boy thing. You know, I've never experienced boys. But then as Taylor got even older, like we would walk into church on Sunday morning and people would say, good morning, Taylor. And he would just, he'd growl at him, And I was like, what is going on here? And so I was talking to my friend. She was about 10 years older than me. And I was like, I do not understand my son. He is just driving me crazy and I'm trying to get him, but I don't, he growls at people like what in the world? And she's like, Oh, Karen, you need to read this book. It's called personality plus for parents. It's by a lady named Florence Litauer, And she looks at four different temperaments it's been around since, you know, really way hundreds, thousands of years ago, Aristotle or Socrates, one of them you know, named all this, but there's four different temperaments. I do the colors because it's just easier. So there's a yellow and they um the yellows, their temperament, their key word is fun. I just want to have fun. Like you and I are definitely yellows. Like absolutely a rocket scientist <laughs> to figure that out. Our key word is fun. We get what we want by charming people. People normally like us. We're people people. And so we're good storytellers. We like to be the life of the party. We want to be the center of attention. We um, love people. We love doing fun and engaging kind of things. We have our weaknesses for sure. We are terrible with time, usually late. Um, (laughs) We can be very disorganized. We talk too much. We dominate conversations.
0: Hey, we talk too much. And yet here we are on a radio show and a podcast today.
1: (laughs) That's right that's right exactly so that's your yellows then we have reds their keyword is control they are your born leaders nine times out of ten you can tell a red child from the moment they're born because they want to be in control and they're going to do everything they want they can in order to control the situation they get what they want by their anger they're angry and so if you're not doing what they want they get angry Um, Their strengths is they're leaders from day one. They're leaders. They are bossy. They know what they want. They're very go-getter kind of mentality. They're decisive. So if you are a person like a mom and you're parenting a red child and you're more laid back, and you've got this strong-willed boy, this strong-willed girl. They're going to eat you for lunch until you show them who's the boss. Like, I may be laid back, but hey, buddy, I'm the boss. I got 20-something years on you kind of thing. And, um, okay, so that's our reds. And then the, the greens, those are real laid-back, easygoing, fun-loving, peaceful children. And their key word is peace. That's what they want. They want everybody to get along. They don't want to have any conflict. And um, they have strengths and weaknesses, just like the the reds and the yellows. They're easygoing. Everybody likes a green. Everybody wants to be around a green. But they can be very stubborn. They can't make up their mind because they want to please everybody all the time. I'm sorry. My dog is getting ready to start barking because Greg's home. But um, I'm going to go in the bedroom. But and then... They also, um, they're big-time people pleasers, which can be a negative. Um, and then we have our blues. They, um, their key word is perfection. They want everything to be perfect. They want their um, workspace to be perfect, their play area to be perfect. Tater was my blue. And he liked to line his cars up. And if anybody came and messed them up, that would upset him. They're very sensitive, (laughs) thoughtful children, but they can also be very glass half empty. Woe is me. The world is coming to an end, you know, doom and gloom. They get what they want. They're moody. And um, all the temperaments have core needs. So the yellows have approval, acceptance, attention, and affection, The Reds have loyalty, sense of control. They don't have to be in control. They want to sense that they are in control. Appreciation and credit for their work. Your Greens, their core needs, it's harmony, feeling of worth, lack of stress and respect. And then um, the Blues, safety, sensitivity, support, space and silence. So getting back to my original story about Taylor, when people would come in his face and say good morning Taylor at church, thinking they were being friendly and nice, Taylor's space was being violated and he did not like that. Blues do not like a lot of attention drawn to them. And so all that attention, good morning Taylor, into your space, he was like, Stop, I don't want I don't want this. He doesn't even like people to sing him happy birthday to this day, <laughs> and he's twenty seven years old. So that's just sort of a 30,000 feet look at your four temperaments.
0: Wow. That is such a great summation. And I mean, you're sitting there walking away from the dog. You're actually running from the dog. I see. Yeah. And you are, you don't miss a beat. That's, that's what a mom does, right? We just, right. we don't quit. We just keep going. We keep, you know, renavigating here. So you just described, I think like every child I have Yeah. <laughs> in each color. And, um, Well, I actually have a mom who wrote in on Instagram, so I'm going to ask the question here. It says, I am a red mom who's a high achiever, raising an 11 green daughter who's more of a procrastinator. How do I light a fire to create more of a productive attitude?
1: Well, for this red mom, the more you try to light a fire, she's going to keep pouring water on it. That You cannot motivate a green by, um, you have to give them, okay, Emily, my second daughter, is my green. So the more I would try to motivate her, it just overwhelmed her and she would shut down. And that's what greens do. I always tell moms whenever they have a green child, think of your child as a turtle. And the more you're coming at them, that turtle is going to pull their head in and just stay in their shell. And you're not going to be able to see them. And so you're gonna be like, "Come on, little turtle, turtle, <laughs> please, like let's engage, let's do this." And they're like, "No, because you're scaring me." One of their key needs is harmony, and they don't like all that pressure. And the more pressure you put on a green, the more they're gonna shut down. And remember, they're stubborn, so yet, greens can sit there all day long and not be bothered by it at all. So. How do you motivate them? You give them small tasks to do. Like I used to tell Emily, go clean up your room. It's too big of a task for her because her room looked like a bomb had gone off in it, you know. And so I'd say, Emily, go pick up all the dirty clothes on your floor and put them in the laundry room and come back. So she could do that. She would go do that. She'd pick up all the dirty clothes on her floor and she'd come back. I'm like, okay, now take all the clean clothes that are on your bed and put them in their drawers or hang them up. She so could do that. You got to break it down into smaller tasks. And you also have to realize, and then give them time. I used to tell Emily, by Friday morning before you go to school, your room needs to be clean. And it's up to you. You have a whole week to get it clean. You can clean it up Monday and be free for the week, or you can wait till the last second, which they always will. And, um, but you, Friday is your deadline.
0: So give them a deadline. Give them a deadline. I am taking notes. I hope all the mothers here are like, (laughs) oh, I hope you are setting the time and going, okay, this is somewhere around 12 minutes, you know, in this podcast, because, you know, selfishly, I wanted you on here, Karen, because I needed help myself. I mean, I hope that moms don't think that we've got it all together because. There are days, right? You know, when we're just like, where are the kids shoes? You know, the dog chewed them up under the trampoline and it's just life, right? So it's funny because I am that yellow mom that's the laid back, but I also have ADHD. And so I'll be that mom that says, hey, guys, I've got this daughter that's a green. She loves harmony and organization. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, hey, guys, we're going to do step one, two and three. And then this ADHD mama, it kicks in and I'm like, hey, you know, what could be more fun if we did three, one and two. And she's in the back of the car going, wait, wait, hold on a minute. (laughs) I can hear that uh, TikTok song. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) My poor child. I can't even imagine what it's like being raised by the crazy mom. But um, so oftentimes I do have to pull back and go, "Okay, this child loves peace and harmony. And I've just, you know, thrown it all up in the air because I thought it might be fun throwing it in the air, you know, and trying something different, not being so scheduled. But, you know, we've got to respect the kids and their love languages and their temperaments and things will go so much better. Um, I have the, the blue child and we would go on trips and our family loves to go on trips, have adventures, hiking. Um, We take an RV out um, on the weekends sometimes. But I've noticed that this one child, he he didn't want to just go, go, go like the rest of us. And we kind of felt like we were rejected, you know, like this kid doesn't really like us. But it turns out he just needs space. He needs he would rather while we're out maybe swimming in a swimming hole somewhere. He wants to be in a hammock reading and then he'll circle back around, you know, at the campfire and tell stories but their flow so much better.
1: Exactly. The blues, which is your, your child that wants the space. They need that space in order to recharge, in order to re-engage. Like if you have a blue child and they're go to school, when they come home, they need to retreat and go away and be by themselves for a little bit. You know, my girls, when they come in the door, mom, this is what happened at school today. They're talking nothing to nothing. You know, Taylor's like, I'm going down to the basement to watch Spongebob. He would get a snack and he'd go down to the basement and watch Spongebob. And at first I was so offended by it. Like, why don't you want to sit here and tell me about your day? But he needed space. He had been on all day, that perfect child, you know, trying to achieve the perfect thing, being the star student, doing all the things the right way. He needed to time to unwind, be by himself, recharge. And he would always come back up after the girls were gone when i was usually making dinner and he'd be like hey mom how are you kind of thing and then with your greens greens don't like change so for you shaking it up with they're saying hey this is gonna be fun that stresses her out because now she's like whoa 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 no wait a minute i don't know about three one two like that's that's too crazy for me so you have to give your greens some warning like hey do you think this would be fun or is that just a me green yellow mom thing thinking it's going to be fun and then listen to what they say. I think so many times as moms, we just think, Oh, I know best. I'm going to do this best, but we got it. We have to take into consideration all of our children's temperaments and the way they are processing
0: and seeing it go down. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. And I can appreciate that. You know, when we're in the car You know, get everyone's involvement and things flow so much better. Mm -hmm. It's like trying to sometimes put a a square in a round hole and vice versa. It's like, okay, so now I know how this person works. I love how you said he goes down, he recharges and he comes back and he's like, hey, mom. It's like sunshine walked into a room, but it's like a charger to the phone. You know, there's life there. I like that. Well, you know, for the mama at at her wits end, it's easy to want to you know, give up sometimes or just think, oh, this situation is so complicated that why Mm -hmm. do I even try? But, you know, in Ecclesiastes one nine, it reminds us that there is nothing new under the sun. Whatever has been will be again. And whatever has been done will be done again. Right. So Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we think, oh, this is does anybody else feel this way? Or am I the only one? So sometimes we still I know that we can look at you know these color charts and things, and it it's not like thus saith the Lord, right this is just a a tool right
1: absolutely and and you know there are so much that's wrapped around in your child, they're all wired, and I used to tell my kids this all the time it, it the Bible tells us that we were intimately woven in our mother's womb you know like god did a a a real miracle in work whenever he put us all together so i always looked at it it's my job as a mom to be a student of my child like i need to know what their temperament is what is their love language like are they an introvert are they an extrovert like and i need to work with them instead of against them you know i'm a big time extrovert So I can be around people, people all the time. And I love it, love it, love it. Well, I've got two introverted children and they don't love it, love it, love it. So I have to be respectful of that with them and not always be like, come on, let's go to this party. And they're like, no, I want to stay home like your son. You
0: know, I don't want to go do that right now. I want to be by myself. Exactly. Man, you are so fun to talk to. Like you are the most laid back mom I know. Literally. When I feel anxiety, I think about what would Karen do? You know, what would Jesus do? What would Karen do? You literally, (laughs) I hope people go to your Wire Talk podcast because it literally has every situation that I have ever been through. I was scrolling through and you have like 300 podcasts. Yeah. Episodes. And I hope that people will go out there and check them out because it really does, you know, help so many people. I remember when I met you so long ago at North Point Church. In Alpharetta. And now I live in Arizona and you came out to Scottsdale and uh, did a a conference with me and it was so much fun. And, you know, when people feel like you got me, it's such a gift. right? Right.
1: Yeah. Well, I've just been a mom for so many years, and I think I just relate to people, <laughs> and so I just tell all my dirty laundry, sort of like you. And then people are like, oh, "Okay, well, if you went, got through that, and you know, my children are all grown now, so that's nice. They like, oh, she did survive, so then I can survive."
0: Oh, absolutely! I mean, I've got so many stories of leaving kids at Costco. Now that was not my fault, but um... <laughs> I left one at Chick Fil A. <laughs> you did.
1: I think oh, it was. We didn't get out of the parking lot though. We but we did look over and she was in the playground going, "No!" <laughs> <laughs> we were trying to pull out.
0: Yeah, I, I I I've had this one child that he's always the one that gets lost, the one that follows the dog, the one that sees SpongeBob at the mall and he yeah. just walks away um so many so many stories and you know you look back and just like you said from the time they were born especially those reds you know they are strong-willed and nothing's going to change that no nothing but it also they're a great leader i know my son he was like that so strong-willed i would be like go to bed and it would be nighttime my husband's not at home he's out of town and you think okay it's just me watching tv and then something happens on TV and then you hear somebody laugh, it will scare you <laughs> to death. And you, you look up the stairwell and they're just sitting there like this, watching TV. <laughs> it's oh like my go goodness. to bed and they just won't do what you say. And you're like, how do I discipline this child? So oh, it's so hard. It's so hard, but he's in college now, right? He is in college and he is such a great, leader, a great um sibling to all of his brothers and sisters. Like they really look up to him and yeah, I couldn't have asked uh for a better, older, stubborn red <laughs> There you go. There you go. God gave him to you first. He knew. That's right. Well do you have anything in the last minute that you would like to share and, and even tell like how that guests can get a hold of you. So um I just all the
1: moms out there that are listening, I just want to encourage them Don't give up. Continue to be a student of your child. Continue to put in the hard work. It's so worth it in the long run. I promise. I promise. Secondly, uh, how to get a hold of us. Go to birdsonawaremoms.com. That's our website. And we've got a whole pile of stuff for moms to equip and encourage them. The podcast, it does have over you know, 300 um, podcasts, we've got curriculum, you can do with small groups, we've got devotionals for a mom, prayer journals, we've written books and curriculum. So check us out. And I'm just
0: so thankful to be on here with you today, Stephanie. I am too. Could you tell me quickly about your journal that just came out?
1: Yes. Um, I think I sent you a copy, didn't I? You did. I love it. So it's a 52 week journal. It's for women in general. It's not just moms. But it's just basically um, I the more I talk to a lot of of women, they're just like, I don't know how to develop a good prayer life, you know, and you seem to know what you're doing on that. And I'm like, well, because I'm on my knees a lot because I need Jesus a lot. (laughs) So um, so it's 52 weeks. I, I give a topic in some scripture and then I talk about what I think it's, you know, how it's ministering to me. And then there's some reflection questions, some space for them to write and then pray um, and journal out your prayers. Um, I, I found over my life that when I journal my prayers, it helps keep me focused on who I'm talking to. And I'm not like, oh, I got to go to the grocery store. and Oh, I forgot to do this. But no, I am dear father. Thank you for this day. Like I am writing my my prayers, So to stay
0: focused on who I'm talking to. Well, hey, I agree there, because when you partner with God, it's going to go a lot easier.
1: Karen, Amen. I
0: appreciate you so much joining our show. And um, I can't wait to talk to you again. We'll have to do another episode sometime.
1: Oh, well, I would
0: love it, girl. Anytime. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Hey, guys, if this show has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to click the five stars and tell me what you think over on Apple Podcast. You can go to my website at stephaniepletka.com and subscribe or grab a copy of my book, Living Your Best Life, or even download the Audible for Moms on the Go. Are you in the Phoenix area? Tune into Faith Talk 1360 every Monday at 4 or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until then, here's to living your best life.